Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And you can search KFUO wherever you get your podcasts for all of our talk programs produced here at KFUO and our talk segments as well, like the one you're about to listen to right now. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely. And Doug is pastor at Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Yeah, one of my friends uh, told me about the podcast, and I looked it up, and my goodness, we're all over the place on the Internet now. Yeah, we sure are. That's, that's exciting. It is. What would you like to talk about today? Well, I'm going to talk about the Beatitudes, because that was a part of one of our Sunday Scripture readings this last Sunday. And, uh, you know, the blessed are you ones. And uh, I was looking around to find a hymn version of these words of Jesus, and I found one. Uh, a hymn version, and here's how it starts. Blessed are they, the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they, full of sorrow, they shall be consoled. Rejoice and be glad. Blessed are you, holy are you, rejoice and be glad. Yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they, the lowly ones, they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst, they shall have their fill. Rejoice and be glad. Blessed are you, holy are you, rejoice and be glad. Yours is the kingdom of God. As you know, I really love the uh, hymns that uh, take the Bible and put them into music. And what was the title of that hymn again? It's called Blessed Are They. Okay. Yeah. At any rate, uh, so I did some internet internet checking about the hymn, and I found that several churches took this hymn off their list to sing at worship services the last year. And the reason was that the hymn writer had been accused of sexual abuse, which, of course, as we know, is the worst possible thing for anybody to do in a culture in which we live today. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying this was a good or bad decision by these churches. It just caused me to think that this hymn writer had found his way into the list of the woes that Jesus added to the blessed in, in the same scripture reading that we read from St. Luke's Gospel this last Sunday. So we just got finished singing out the blessed. Here are the woes. Okay. Jesus says, But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. And it caused me to think, uh, about one of my favorite little Bible study questions. And here's the question. What do Moses, King David, and St. Paul all have in common? You have just heard the list of three murderers. Absolutely Paul, right. Um, Paul gave permission for the stoning of Stephen, remember? Uh-huh. And, and in our courtroom, that makes him an ancillary murderer. But look what God did with three murderers. Right. What happens to us when we see ourselves as being rich, full, funny, and respected by others? Jesus teaches us that we too easily fall into the trench of being self-satisfied. And he warns us at such times, woe to you if that's how you understand yourself. 
King David is a classic example of what I mean here. We sing in our worship service, and you've heard this and sung this a few times in your life. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Do we know that when we are singing this psalm of David, the superscription, the introduction at the beginning of the psalm says that this psalm was written when Nathan the prophet went to him, David, after he had gone into Bathsheba, meaning he had adultery with the wife of Uriah the Hittite. That's on the superscription above the psalm. It says that's the circumstance in which the psalm was written. That's interesting. That's his prayer of of confession. Right. Um, And it it wasn't easy for uh, David in the last 20 years of his reign. Not easy at all. Remember, there were at least two of his sons who tried to replace him on the throne. And I see this as a direct connection back to uh, his adultery with Bathsheba. Years later, David's life was described as blessed with these words. This is in 1 Kings. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn aside from anything that he had commanded him in all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And remember, David arranged to have Uriah killed, and he ended up marrying Uriah's wife. Just a sad story, but look what God did with this man who had committed uh, probably the most infamous of all sins in the Old Testament. Yeah. So I'm going to hold on to the hymn, uh, hymn verses, because I think they're great. Not because uh, of the uh, uh, virtue or lack of virtue of the man who wrote them, because all he was doing was quoting Jesus. We live in a canceled culture. There's no forgiveness. You do something wrong and you're done with. We're done. We don't want to, if you're a star or something like that, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah, and I um, I think about this, uh, this one guy, and once again, I'm not going to name names, right. but after he was uh, exposed for what he had done, he, he now lives in a garage. Pretty sad. The steadfast of the Lord can transcend the lives of those who have sinned grievously against God's commandments. Interestingly, when we do sin and repent, we learn, perhaps for the first time, what it means to be blessed. Because before that, we kind of took it for granted. So here's the last two verses of that hymn. Blessed are you who seek peace. They are the children of God. Blessed are they who suffer in faith. The glory of God is theirs. Rejoice and be glad. Blessed are you. Holy are you. Rejoice and be glad. Yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who suffer hate, all because of me. Rejoice, be glad, yours is the kingdom, shine for all to see. Rejoice and be glad, blessed are you, holy are you. Rejoice and be glad, yours is the kingdom of God. I think that's got an answer for all of us who find ourselves even in grievous sins. 
so we can turn around and listen to him and see what he can do through us. We are blessed through Jesus Christ. We are. And that doesn't mean that we don't pay the consequences for our sins. Exactly. Uh, People think forgiveness is forgetting about what happened. It's not, you know. Well, we remember the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. But it's interesting that they probably could have started uh, wandering in the wilderness 40 years before that. But you know what happened to Moses after he killed the Egyptian? He spent 40 years Mm -hmm. running away from the Egyptians. Right. So uh, God can still do great things, even though we face the consequences of our actions. Yep. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Let's do that. Lord, help us to see that there are no sins uh, from which we cannot repent. And when we do repent, teach us to understand ways that we didn't before about what it's like to be blessed. For we pray in the name of Jesus, whose blood paid the price for our redemption. Amen. Amen. What are we talking about next week? Well, next week, uh, our scripture reading continues in Luke chapter 6, and uh, one of Jesus' most famous quotes, love your enemies. And I found a hymn that talks to that, and that hymn is called, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. It's it's interesting. I was looking around in hymnals, and I didn't find it in anything but uh, Bill Gaither's uh, Worship His Majesty. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, when Jesus tells us to love our enemies on next week's program. Sounds good. Thanks. Yes, you're welcome. Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news.